0: Want to improve the SEO on your B2B website for free? Then stay tuned. Hey, I'm Sam Dunning, co owner over at webchoiceuk.com and host of the top 100 B2B marketing podcast business growth show. And if you haven't yet, check out my weekly emails where I share actionable B2B marketing and website tips, useful guides podcasts, resources, and more. You can give it a shot over at businessgrowth.email. So this episode was taken from my recent interview with Neil Schaefer, where we dive into five strategies to improve your SEO, how you can build quality backlinks to your site for free, and more. So let's jump in.
1: You're all about, well, you're more than just SEO, but that's obviously one of the the key things that you deliver to your clients. So Uh, Can we start with just how did you get into this SEO thing?
0: Yeah, I mean, in terms, I I pretty much like probably many people in marketing, I, I kind of fell into it. So I used to work in retail. I used to work in a camera shop chain called Jessops, which I think is only UK based as far as I know. Anyway, long story short is I actually hated dealing with the general public. So I did this job pretty much out of college, out of school and was really hating dealing with the general public because I'm I'm not really a face to face kind of guy. I prefer digital um, over the phone, Zoom call suits me. And my cousin said, "Look, Sam, there's this job going at a company called Web Choice. We basically sell websites. We do digital marketing. We need a new kind of project manager guy to manage some things." I said, mm-hmm. "Sounds great." Did an interview the next day, got the job, left my camera shop job straight away, and that was probably about twelve or so years ago now. So I initially started just doing websites before I even knew what a website properly was or what SEO was, kind of started as a jack of all trades, kind of dealing with some sales calls, dealing with some customer projects, building out wireframes, steadily learned how websites work, and then that kind of transitioned into SEO, learning all about how organic search is formatted, how websites can be optimized, how off-page SEO works, and it's kind of leaped and spiraled over the last 10 and 12 years.
1: Well, that's amazing. So would you say that you originally started out, well, project manager, so you were never like a web designer, but web design, website building is something that WebChoice did at the time, I assume.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I've always been more strategy based. So I kind of started off as project management and sales and from then working closely with our design development and our digital marketing team have got to learn the nuts and bolts in terms of kind of what makes a great website, what makes a website produce leads, how do sites rank on Google. So I love kind of talking to customers, understanding their problems and kind of putting together strategies with our team to make it happen. That's that's my uh, my forte, really.
1: Beautiful. So you've seen it all <laughs> over the last 12 years. And before yes. we get into a little bit more, you know, detailed talk about SEO uh, as you know, uh, like everybody in the digital marketing world knows that Google recently announced this helpful content update, and you probably got bombarded with calls from clients and I know <laughs> I've had a lot of questions. So Sam, is this mm. something that we should be worried about or that we should be celebrating?
0: I literally just did a podcast and a LinkedIn post on this. And I said, should you be worried about it? Perhaps if your site and if the content you put out is purely geared towards pleasing search engines and you're just kind of trying to jam in some search terms there put out generic content then maybe you should be worried whereas if you're actually creating content that's geared up to help educate really be useful to your ideal target audience i mean google literally put in one of the blogs that they put about the updates you want to create content for your audience for this latest update which everyone really should have been doing anyways so um I mean, a big part of it is understanding what your customers care about, which is kind of marketing 101, talking to your target customers, talking to your idle clients, understanding their problems, their pain points, their goals, their ambitions, and then working that into the copy, whether that's on your website, on your FAQs, on your resources, and all that good stuff. So as long as you're doing those basics, you should be fine. Whereas if you're if you're just spamming out tons of content using AI bots, using software automated tools, then you might need to kind of rethink your strategy, is my thoughts.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking, thank you very much for that. And I I couldn't agree more. And I think it definitely is sort of this reaction to the fact that it's a lot easier to create lots of content that looks very human uh, in a very short period of time. But obviously, that's not what Google uh, wants businesses to do, really, basically stick in your lane And um, if you create great human content that is useful, you'll be rewarded. I know I don't know about your clients, Sam, but I've seen uh, I've seen an increase in my web traffic and the ranking since then. So I think it's already being implemented and hopefully uh, yourself and your clients as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen some upticks. I mean, Google have said that they're rolling out steadily over the next few months. So some sites, it might take a few months to actually take an impact because they're manually reviewing them um with with a few kind of of their tools and stuff so yeah i mean like i say as long as you follow those points you're kind of steering away from clickbait content that when you click through to it doesn't actually give you the answers you're looking for really quickly then as long as you do those those basics then you should be okay
1: so while it has become really easy to create lots of content um whether google likes it or not it's another story uh the backlink side of the equation is not so easy getting genuine backlinks from high domain authority sites in your niche. I don't Mm -hmm. want to steal the show here, but, (laughs) uh, let's take a step back Sam. before we get into sort of the topic of today. And it's something I've talked about on this podcast as well. Just this importance of backlinks in the entire SEO equation. How, How would you explain it?
0: So the importance of links, I mean, now sometimes people ask me, do I definitely need backlinks for my website? And. Sometimes the answer might be no. So if you're in a super niche industry, i.e., you could be a local business, only serving a local market, or you could be a new category, um, a new type of business, or you could just not have many competitors in general. In that case, if you do great on page SEO, i.e., you have pages dedicated to the main services you offer, you optimize your site well, you follow best practices for content and such, then you might not need them. Your site could rank well because there's not much in the way of competition. But if you're in an industry where there's quite a lot of competitors and you want to get some of your main service pages, your main sales pages actually ranking, the chances are just doing great on-page SEO, doing good technical SEO and doing great content is probably not going to be beef you up enough in the Google organic search. So that's what like you quite rightly said there, Neil, is where backlinks come into play so they can help boost what's called the domain authority of, it, of your website. And over time, send signals to Google, start ranking up those all-important organic rankings and get you that traffic that you need to either drive leads or, or drive the revenue.
1: Brilliant. And, and I intentionally started the conversation with the useful content topic because it first starts with actually having good, useful content to link to before you can even start the backlink generation, correct?
0: Exactly. And that's even one of the, one of the tips we've got in terms of how you can create content and um, earn links from it. So, uh, yeah,
1: let's jump right into it. And it's, you know, it's been very interesting, my journey as well. I have also noticed with some clients that, yeah, they don't really need to proactively generate backlinks to get good search engine rankings, probably because of the lack of competition, like you mentioned, but also because of genuine good content. So maybe that's, that's where we Mm. should start.
0: And that's what you find. Sometimes people will link to you. Um, But yeah, let's, let's jump straight into it. I'll give you the five five ways to get free backlinks and feel free to to stop me and jump in at any time, Neil. So oh, yes. the five ones are, the first is podcasting. Secondly, we've got outreach. Thirdly, we've got partnerships. Fourthly, guest blogging. And fifthly, we've got HARO, help a reporter out. So if we start with podcasting, just like we're doing now, um, something I didn't even think about probably until about six or seven months ago when I was talking about it with a guest but there's a really cool way to earn some some great links and at the same time get yourself some good PR and exposure so what you can do with the tip one podcasting is head over to a website called Chartable it's chartable.com and this is an awesome site I love this site because I check it out on my podcast business growth show all the time to see how it's ranking and with Chartable you can literally go on there you can pick the industry. So pick the industry or the niche that your business operates in. So in our case, marketing, but yours might be internet, cybersecurity, whatever the heck you're involved in. Choose that. Then you can choose the location that you're trying to target. And then you can choose Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I typically choose Apple Podcasts because that has the market share. From there, you can view the top 50 charts for that industry, which is awesome because you know that your idle clients are probably listening to these podcasts. You'll get then get the list of the fifty. And what you can do is basically start prospecting. So we're going into sales mode. We're basically clicking through onto each chart. We're seeing the podcasts that accept guests. And then we're hitting the guests up. So we are either dropping them an email if there's a link to their website, or we're connecting them on LinkedIn, which I usually get a better response from because basically you can go onto their LinkedIn profile of the whoever runs the show. And you can send them a personalized invite. So it's just a tailored outreach message that's kind of relevant to what you do and the value you can bring. So usually I send, I love bluntly short messages um, because I don't think they're they're seen enough when it comes to outreach. Too many outreach messages, in my opinion, are paragraphs, paragraphs, and they, they send me to sleep. So I'll just put something like, hey, let's say the guys who ran the show, let's say there's a marketing show I wanted to get on that was in the top 50. I might just say, hey, Neil, loved your recent episode on ABC um, would love to share tips with your audience on, in my case, websites that generate leads or whatever it may be. Are you against a conversation or me coming on your show? Um, and I might offer him another sweetener. So something like that. Very, very simple one-liner pitch. Most of those get get accepted. Likewise, I might shoot him an email as well. So I've got two chances for him to, to receive my message. A lot of people, not everyone's going to reply, but you'll get a lot that will um, accept. Make a list. What you can do is make a Google Doc or Google Sheet so you can follow all these up reach out to a few each day and over time you'll get accepted. You can do the podcast with them, do a great podcast, whether that's video or audio, do a great show, give some good value on on whatever your industry is. Then at the end of the show, you can also promote yourself so you get a bit of PR from that. And then once it's recorded, just ask the host of the show if when they promote the episode on their website article page to give yourself a link back to your website. And most of the time they'll say, yeah, no problem. Let them know the, the page you want to link to. And then you can earn a earn a link for for your website or for a target page, the target keyword that you're after. So that is the first tip. Yeah, that's excellent, beautiful.
1: Sam. Uh, and I'm I'm a big fan of Charitable too. And in fact, that's the exact process I used when I came out with the Age of Influence. I I recorded a podcast episode about this, but how I appeared in like a hundred different podcasts as a guest uh, within ninety days, and it was that nice. exact process. I went into you know Apple Podcast marketing. I did a top 250 for the United States, UK, Australia, uh, and yep. Canada, which is my the main English markets. I will say, uh, Sam, that you and I both have a distinct advantage: the fact that we're also podcasters. And I had an advantage at the time because I was coming out with a new book. So yep. I think that's an important thing. Is is I talk about this in influencer marketing a lot, and this is a form of influencer marketing: the WIF equation, WIFM equation, which is what's in it for me, right, from their mm. perspective. So I wanna remind people, should they decide to do this, it always, what can you provide them other than yes. being a great guest and knowledge, but just something to think about if you wanna pursue
0: that. Definitely. I mean, I have i don't know if you've been in the same position, Neil, but when I've had guests on my show, there's been one or two guests that just wanted to talk about themselves or how great they are, which I never aired, purely because they gave no value to our audience. So like, like you've quite rightly said there, make sure when you go on a show, you can literally give genuine, actionable, helpful tips that you know are going to be useful rather than talking about yourself because no one wants to hear that. Which
1: is exactly what Sam is doing right now. So keep (laughs) going, sir.
0: (laughs) Are you tired of the competition stealing your potential clients and website traffic just because they rank higher than you on Google for the main services or products you offer? Or maybe you're already investing in SEO or marketing but your website's failing to convert your hard-earned visitors into a steady flow of qualified sales leads. Or perhaps you already work with a web or SEO agency, but they're just not getting you the results they promised. Let's fix that. Get in touch with us over at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Mention the podcast and set up a call with Sam to see if we can help you with the results today. bang on the money anyway we've got to move fast So step two is outreach and so what you want to do is let's say you're in a competitive space so maybe you operate in the crm um customer relationship management space super competitive you've got beasts like hubspot salesforce you name it absolute beast so you might want to rank for something quite niche so let's say you offer finance crm so you might want to go for a keyword like how to find the best finance crm um so let's say we've typed that into Google. We then see all the search results. We look at the top one to three organic listings. We head over to their page and we check out a few things, right? We check out how much content they've got, rough word count. We check what the content's talking about. And then we look for ways that we can one up. We look for ways that we can beat, we can produce better copy than they've got on that page. So that might be things like adding unique statistics that we've got on our finance CRM. Um, or about the industry that might be we're going to add a podcast dedicated to this topic we might add a video dedicated to this topic we might add some nice testimonials dedicated to it we might do some unique research we might interview like 100 people on their thoughts on how great the finance CRMs are there we might review competitors so looking for all these nooks and crannies that we can one up these pages in terms of content in terms of stats in terms of useful information frequently asked questions and then we're going to put that all together in a high-performing page that we believe is kind of far surpassing the competition with that skyscraper technique. And once we've done that, we can then try and earn some links by basically reaching out to industry-relevant companies or prospects. So in our case, if there's a company that maybe is similar, if there's maybe companies in the finance space or in the CRM space or in the tech space that might be relevant, that might find our article useful, we can then research some of those sites find out whoever runs the marketing or runs the admin or runs the PR for their team and basically drop them a quick note on email and say look I've just written this kind of top top article that we believe is is really useful in this space you could even give them a sweetener so you could say look we're prepared to link back to you if you can drop us a link on it as well um, and then if you do enough of that outreach, much like the podcasting, it might be a little bit of a numbers game. You're going to have to reach out to a few companies. A fair few will say, yeah, look, we have, we have seen that this is a, a useful piece of content and we're happy to to drop you a link. So that's tip number two, the skyscraper step tech skyscraper technique with outreach.
1: So Sam, a lot has been said about the skyscraper technique and then, and then the outreach I know, you, and probably you as well, you're probably the recipient of a lot of these outreach emails. I'm curious in your experience, how you've seen the success rate of, of doing this type of outreach. And as you said, it is a numbers game, right? I've heard the number being really low, but then again, any number is more backlinks than zero, right? So mm. what, what what's your gut feel?
0: What you've got to remember is that these are free techniques and ultimately paid ways in not all cases, but many are going to be quicker. But these are really good for companies that are perhaps bootstrapped, cash-strapped, looking to grow Um, But yeah, like you quite rightly said, I mean, sometimes great content can just rank. Um, Doesn't always happen, but it can, or people can find it and then they can start linking to it. But what you can find is there might be a snowball effect. So you might produce this awesome page that does all those best practices we've talked about. Then you might have to reach out to quite a few companies that are relevant. And then one or two of those might offer you a link and you might have to give them a sweetener in return. But then from that little boost that you've got from those links, other companies might start seeing it. Maybe you've got some unique da- that some unique data, and other people start linking to it, so it builds up like a snowball effect. Mm. So I have ha- I have seen that happen with sites. So that's another thing to consider on that front.
1: Interesting. One last, qu- I, kn- I know we got a few more to get through here really quickly. One last question: Any software that you recommend? I know there's a few tools out there specifically for outreach. Any that you use there at WebChoice or that you recommend?
0: Um, I'll I'll give you a list, and we can put it in the show notes.
1: Okay, bro. I, I've used one called Responder. Um, it's yep. one of the newer ones. I know there's there's a bunch of them out
0: there, but okay, cool. yep, no probs. So thirdly, we've got partnerships, which is quite a fun one, and it's actually quite an easy one because you can literally use people that you already do business with. So perhaps these are existing clients, perhaps these are existing customers. Perhaps these are people you' worked with in the past. But think of companies that complement your industry but aren't direct competitors. So in our case, I'll give you an actual example. So we, we do websites and SEO. One of these kind of complementing partnerships might be with an analytics software company. Maybe they provide analytics. Maybe it's a CRM tool because they can then link up their the CRM to our websites that we build. So the leads pass through to there. Those kind of things. So what are the complementary comp- um, businesses to your company? You've probably already got a lot of contacts you can reach out to. And you can say, look, guys, let's create some content together. Maybe let's make a video that's going to be relevant to our audience. So top tips to do this or how you can, in our case, link the website to CRM. Or maybe you're completely outside the industry. So maybe you're in home repairs and you're looking for maybe a window repair company because they complement your services. Let's create some content together. Let's create a video, a podcast, an article that's going to help both our audiences. Then once we've done it, let's stick up a blog article on each other's sites. Let's link back to each other from them. Let's create the content together. It's very cost-effective. It's easy. It's quite fun. And you both earn. depending on the domain authority of your site, could be quite a, quite a good link and also builds a partnership for potential business in the future. So that's tip three. Awesome. Nice. Moving forward, number four, a little bit of a controversial one is guest blogging. So it's kind of similar to outreach, but it's more off-page SEO. So actually creating an article off your site that's then going to go on a potential guest blogging site so if you want to find these there's a few things that you can search so in in our case let's let's stick to the crm example so you could literally search in google something like crm space right for us or crm space guest article or crm space guest blog and then this will bring up a bunch of article submission sites that allow you to as an author create articles for them and what you need to do is find ones that are going to be relevant that are going to be in your niche in your industry with that keyword and then um yeah, a lot of them will say, look, you can apply to write for us. You can apply to write an article, apply to to write a blog on our site. Much like most of the things we've been talking about, it will be a little bit of a numbers game reaching out to them via email. But if you can see that decision maker, if you can find them out on LinkedIn, use the search tool on LinkedIn, send them a personal invite. It's just another way to break through the noise of the email inbox. And yeah, essentially you want to do a short snappy pitch to so say, look, read a couple of their blogs. Say, look, love, love the content you're putting out on XYZ. Would love to add value. I believe I can help with these point tips on A, B, and C. Um, would you be against me coming on to submit an article on your site? Again, like I say, it will take a few outreaches, but some of those will sub- accept your content. And then many of those, once you get a post live, they have an author section or about the author section or something similar, where then you can put a little bio of yourself, your company, and a backlink to to your website. So it's again, it's a little bit more of a detailed approach, but it's another way to, to gain a, a link back to your site.
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of guest blogging and I think when done right, it can be extremely effective. I actually have a free ebook on the subject that uh, I'll drop in the show notes as well, but I know we're limited on time, so let's go into number five.
0: Yeah, so fifth, finally, and probably one of the ways to get some of the very best links um, is there's a lot of agencies that charge an arm and a leg for hero links, help a reporter out, is you can literally head to a website called helpareporterout.com and you can basically connect get connected to news media, journalists, PR sites that are looking for you to do the dirty work, really. They're looking for experts that can write on stories that they want to put out on their sites. But the only issue is you're usually going against 50, 100 people at the same time. So there's a few things to consider. What you do is you sign up on the Help a Reporter Out website. You put in your details and they'll usually email you relevant um, requests. So when reporters or journalists need your help, need your input on a story, you'll get an email request Then you can submit a a plan, a proposal to them. But there's a few things, like I say, it's got to be detailed. It's got to be helpful. It's got to be super valuable. It's got to be super actionable. And it's a bit of a numbers game in terms of you probably have to submit quite a few to get one accepted. But the good thing about these help a reporter out, these news, these journalists, these PR sites, as they have what's called really high domain authority. So just a couple of these links, these juicy backlinks to your site, could be a super boost for your website. So whilst it might be quite painful to create that, if you can get a couple of these links, they're really big hitters for your website. That's why agencies that that do HARO can charge an arm and a leg, thousands for their links.
1: Yeah. And I mean, all these finally that you talked about, Sam, it's a lot of work, but that's the whole point. As you mentioned, if you're like a bootstrap company, you don't have a lot of budget. Um, this is, you know, if you can increase domain authority, increase your search engine rankings, that's free traffic and and it lives on. Right. So you you put in a little sweat equity now, but you reap that's the results it. for a long time.
0: And what you'll find with these things is, yes, it might be like you quite rightly said there, Neil, it's a lot of groundwork up front. When you bootstrap, you don't have much cash. But then once these these results pay off, once you start getting that organic traffic to your site, Once you start generating revenue, then you can look to invest, whether that's in your own team or an agency, whatever, and start paying for these things. You don't have to do so much manual stuff.
1: Out of these five, Sam, any ones that you prefer over the other that you've seen best results over the other? Or is it really going to depend on the company, the industry?
0: My favorite from a personal approach for ease of use as a podcasting route and the partnership route it's just low friction. It's just mm. it's pretty easy to get onto podcasts. It's pretty easy to build relationships with existing suppliers and create content and build links together. So those are probably the some of the two easiest that I'd push.
1: And it's a good reason if you don't have a podcast to start a podcast.
0: Definitely. So many advantages to a podcast for sure.
1: Awesome, Sam. So how can our guests I know this is a short and sweet episode for a variety of reasons that we won't get into. But uh, how can our guests find out more about you and reach out to you?
0: Yeah, appreciate you having me on, Neil. So there's a a few ways to reach out. So I'm on LinkedIn. So Sam Dunning posts website and SEO tips each day. Or if you're into podcasts, I've got a podcast called Business Growth Show. So you can check that out on Apple, Spotify, or it's on YouTube as well, where I interview guests, provide B2B marketing and website tips. Or finally, um, if you're perhaps tired of seeing competitors ahead of you on Google, stealing your traffic, stealing your hard-earned visitors, or maybe your website's failing to convert visitors into a steady flow of qualified sales leads, then we'd love to see if we can help you. It's webchoiceuk.com.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Sam. I mean, as everyone can hear and, and uh, attest to Sam is, is the real deal and really giving with knowledge. So thank you so much for sharing all those with our audience. Uh, Definitely reach out to Sam. If you're interested in help there, Uh, at least give us podcast a listen. It's an awesome show. And I look forward to catching up with you again soon.
0: Thanks very much, Neil. Enjoyed it. And there you have it. I hope you found this walkthrough of use. As always, if you enjoyed it, a quick rating or review on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Or if you're on YouTube, a quick subscribe goes a long way. And with that, I'll catch you on the next one. Cheers.